Hello and welcome to this week's episode of One Shot Dungeons. I am Kyle, your Dungeon Master, and of course, always joined by Jacob. We are joined by Kip. You host a podcast, uh, Come and Ride With Me. Yep. Yeah, did I fuck that up again? No, no you got it this time. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to say thank you to you as well. We've had a lot of audio issues and you've been kick-ass and patient. So you've got a really interesting podcast and mm -hmm. you want to kind of explain it to some of our guests. I'm sure some people kind of know the genre that you cover, but I know I was pretty unfamiliar. Uh, yeah, it's like a little like niche, yeah. Um, so I cover Tokusatsu or Toku um, in the show. It's all like me and two co-hosts, um, James Baker or Kobe Senpai, and then Steph. And um, how it works basically that um, what Toku is, it's like called like special filming or like live action special effects, like live action anime sometimes. It's like a smaller genre, like, you might know stuff like Godzilla, Power Rangers, like Ultraman, but it's a lot wider. When I came to the show, I was like, I should start a show about this because there's not a lot of great resources for people who want to have like a casual understanding or like aren't a fan and might want to become one or like follow along and like get into it. And so for my show, um, my first co-host, James Baker, he was not really knowledgeable in Toku. He'd like maybe seen Power Rangers like, 15 years ago but he hadn't seen like anything as an adult and then um after we finished a year working together um well that's when we added the second co-host steph so how the show works is that i'm on um one week with james and one week with steph and we're covering different things so it's like uh with james like we've been covering uh for the past year and a half the currently airing common rider show as it comes out like every like two episodes like and that's been a lot of fun uh <laughs> weird sometimes you get like weird stretches like the show we're watching right now um a comrade saber it's not very good uh so we have to make <laughs> our own fun a little bit but that's fun in its own right it's like you you watch a terrible show and you could just poke fun at it and it makes it make it makes it its own thing yeah um we just had like two characters for example that are like just hanging out underneath like overpasses and like eating like cup ramen and like randomly joining the plot and getting their asses kicked and like leaving it's like okay like well what are you doing here? Like, what's the point of this? <laughs> Super unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah, like, it's uh, the most so, recent at the time recording this has been episode 84. So it's been like a oh, damn. long process, like a lots journey. of guests. Yeah. Do you release those episodes fun. every week? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Over a year. Damn. And you can find that, I'm guessing, Spotify, Apple, all the. Yeah, wherever, um, wherever books or podcasts are sold, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, shout out to the fucking audio working this time because <laughs> finally got it. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. I have a dumb question, but I used to love Power Rangers as a kid. Is it like uh -huh. the U.S. Power Rangers, or is there like a specific that like Japanese old style? One? Um, like you would call Power Rangers Toku, but you'd also call Godzilla. Like you also call Robocop like Toku. Like it's like the oh, okay. kind of thing where it's like pretty broad. But um, yeah, like uh, we have covered Power Rangers. Like last summer. I'm not doing it again, but last summer I was like, oh, we have not had any guests and we want to go weekly and um, my partner doesn't want to go weekly. So maybe I'll just have a guest on every other week and we'll cover Power Rangers and just like do that whole first like <laughs> series. And that was a lot of fun. I had like 29 guests in the span of like six months or something like that. Uh, not going to do that again, I don't think. <laughs> <But> <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. yeah, pretty pretty interesting though. It's definitely a little a uh, little more niche. It's also good because I think um when something's niche, sometimes like the fan community can be a little like too possessive of it. And I think like talking about it like it's like 
comics, anime, movies, and being like, oh yeah, like yeah, we're, we're loving this kid show. Or oh, like th- this is like a weird entry. This like horror franchise like has been good for like discussion too, because like there wasn't a lot of great discussion happening like in the fandom for it. I felt like so like it feels nice to be like a little more real and like <laughs> let's have a actual conversation about like what this is doing you know yeah rather than just like forms going like everybody who already loves it just mm-hmm. diving too deep into it and well, that's pretty awesome so yeah you guys can find that everywhere uh all podcasts and every every podcast network will also have the links to everything we'll put up some stuff on our website you can find it on we'll post it on social media as well uh make sure to check that out if that's that's your thing i mean i'm gonna check out a few episodes that sounds pretty damn cool if you're interested um around the time this comes out um me and my co-host Steph, who is new to Toku, she um before November hadn't really seen much beyond like maybe like a random Power Ranger episode. Um, mm-hmm. we are going to be looking at a uh, show from the mid two thousands called Common Rider Hibiki, and we're going t- to be doing a like book clubs of sorts like with that show, and like that's like what our summer month, our like June, July, and August is going to be like a very interactive, very like piecemeal kind of like look at that show, and that's like the kind of thing that like we want people who maybe oh, yeah. don't have that background to be like comfortable with you know so it's the perfect time to be a new listener <laughs> yeah there'll never be <laughs> there's never been not there will never be a better time <laughs> that's the way you say it right yeah so you've played D D a few times as well right yes i play like a lot of role-playing stuff i recently just so around the same time that i started coming right with me i also um started a um a monster of the week campaign that i was like dming so that became a thing where every week i was putting out a podcast episode and dming and that ended like recently but um it's been a minute for like D for me so this is nice awesome. come back to yeah damn that's oh. a that's a fucking journey to start both things at once yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of fun but damn did you dm before that or was that kind of your only experience was uh very limited so i will say technically that was my first long-term dming Okay, nice. All right, so since I'm playing a character that uh, might spit some fire, I'm going to have that rum. All, All right. right, cheers. <laughs> cheers, guys. good thing about 151 is it tells you all the cuts <sighs> in your mouth and everything that might be there let you know uh cypress last you knew that you kind of came across that large crystal that was glowing a few hooded figures kind of approached through the darkness and before you knew it yeah they blew cocaine in my mouth like uh what's that end end of the world or whatever with seth rogan and all those guys yeah I mean, with I the, the, the beginning where it's uh, McLovin and he blows oh. the fucking cocaine in the guy's <laughs> face. Yeah, they did that, but with some sort of uh, sleeping powder of some sort, you'd assume, because all you knew next is darkness. Uh, you passed out, and a unbeknownst amount of time passes to you, and you awake 
back within the chamber that you once were in, the marble walls kind of lining everything, and that large metal table. This time, new chairs kind of set up. A bunch of that rubble has been cleared from the large doorway, but there are two steel doors that seem to be closed behind it. You find yourself alone with four men sitting. They all have white robes on with steel, shiny steel masks of just simple faces kind of on them, and they all seem to be staring at you as you kind of, your eyes begin to flicker open, and you see them now in front of you. And this is the same exact room that I found Anchor in. Yes. Just a little different. Cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no smell. Uh, okay. Where are my friends? Where's Rorik? Where's Anchor? You see, it's kind of hard to tell where the voice is coming from since none of their mouths seem to move, but you hear, Hello, Cypress. It's nice to see you awaken. Your friends are nearby, and they are not harmed. We have some questions for you. I have some questions for you, so let's, uh, we'll take turns here. Okay. <laughs> What do you last remember when heading to the Witten Empire? Nothing. Before coming back here? This is, I have no recollection of anything. Other than when I came here, I had some visions of me in my childhood, but I have no other memories. Now, would you like to go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so why I mean, did fucking, <laughs> you fucking just dust me? Why can't you just ask me these questions earlier? Uh, not the correct location. We would like to have more of a open terms within our chambers once again. Am I tied up at all? Am no. I, oh, okay. Yeah, you're just sitting in a, in a wooden chair. I should have mentioned that, yeah. Okay. No bounds, nothing. You're just sitting there. Well, you know, I trust that you guys fucking didn't tie me up. That's pretty cool. That's nice. When you awoke and you, I've well, we've heard of some of your exploits, who was the one who guided you to the Witten Empire? Who was the one that guided me to the Witten Empire? After you awoke. Well, let me blank, like fucking think of this real quick. Uh, when I woke, I was in prison. I saw there's a statue in the jail yard with the Queen Witten and that everybody was in prison because she doesn't like magic. And I think I ended up finding my way there. Hmm. So you were not in contact. Oh, with shit. your contractor. Yes, I was. You're right. I did make my way to Zegrath Montaigne. And what did he ask of you? He wanted some gossip on the Queen and all of her doings. Hold on. Yeah, I just told him my fucking what he wanted. Yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll <redo> that. <laughs> uh, he's just fucking. I can't see what he's doing yeah. underneath the robe. Hmm. <laughs> 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 he looks to the other one. He's like, Seagrass Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what do you know of the happenings in the Witten Empire? Oh man, you're you're really diving deep. All right. Well. I got to ask a couple questions before we get into that. Uh, you've asked about three there, I think. What's up with Anchor? Why is he, why was he put in charge, and why does he not like you guys? Some call it cave sickness. It may have come in. He was a noble man before, and one of your friends. Something came over him, and we are working with him now in the medical bay. Yeah, man, this is just a whole... I understand that I've lived here my whole life, so I'm giving you guys a lot more trust than I usually would give somebody. But what, what is the main goal? Why do we have so-called you guys, the faces, in charge of everything that goes on in the Red Hook gang, but then we have an elected official kind of thing? What, what's the deal here? Where to start? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are not elected. Uh, they are appointed by us. They represent the people and the presidents and whatnot come and speak to us, and we relay information to the people and to the men doing our jobs. We simply take a look at the contracts that we receive 
and determine whether or not it is a viable option or if it interferes with too many things within this world. We hold the peace. So we are an outside source that makes sure that the world runs equally? Yes. How can we trust that your judgments are the right choices? We have our ways of contacting higher spirits, and those spirits guide us in true destination. Now I believe it is time for us to ask a question. Very true, very true. What do you know of the happenings within the Witten Empire? Well, as you can tell, they're doing some brainwashing or mind erase because I can't remember Jack Diddley. Uh, they've done that to a couple other people that I've come across. I know that that uh, they are stealing or using magic. They're harnessing it into weapons. Um, what what are you act, like looking for? Well, specifically, I mean, specifically, I'm wondering about uh, the siege that has been laid on to the Witten stronghold. The siege. Yes, it appears that they have been attacked. Some say. Curious if you know of the possibilities Ooh, well and i fucking <laughs> wipe my eyebrow <laughs> with my fingers i'm like look i didn't really know what was happening i just had some half information that they erased my mind they were imprisoning innocent people maybe i had something to do with that maybe i didn't it's i was there we'll say that and uh i wasn't afterwards understandable cypress keep in mind we need complete transparency from you here that's all we ask for. Yeah, I I understand that, but I um you gotta imagine I'm just I'm brand new. I'm a guy off the street and I can't trust you guys. I mean I'm putting more trust into you because I have memories of growing up here as a kid. So I've been here long enough that if the old me trusted you, then the new me kind of has to. Understandable. Your turn. How did I become a part of the Red Hook gang? It went back to your father. Daddy. He was a member. And a very respected one. Uh, you grew up here with your mother's care and watch. Both have since passed, and you found yourself here for quite some time. The people trusted you, and we appointed you a leader. You led the men, and you spoke with us many a times. You've done many of the jobs for us, and that was your place here in the camp. What do you request of me now? Oh, can you bring back my memories? Can you make me, me again? That is very unlike. You can talk to the spirits. You can call upon them, and they can... Help me, I don't know. The magics do not work that way, my friend. What we require now is just a simple test to show that you still trust us. We require you to collect a debt for us. What's the debt? And what's up with Zgrath Montaigne? I don't trust that man. The debt collection itself is of a simple matter. A druid named Hugsby, who lives in the lake just outside of here, well, he contracted us for a job. We did so, and he has not paid. Our friend and one of your old friends, Zariel, he's a tiefling. You will find him outside of these doors. He will direct you and watch over you to make sure that you do reclaim said debt. As a part, we will pay you as well. Every man gets paid for their job. Along with that, regarding Zgrath, he's a strange man, but he has a noble cause. And if you prove yourself on this debt collection, we will begin to see what happens next to Zgrath. Okay, um, how... How do you want me to collect this debt? Do I need... what? What's our cadence with these kind of situations? Are we friendly? Are we... I need to know how... Zario will appoint you to what needs to be done when you approach the location. Until then, relax and prepare. I'm very nervous. I'm, I want to trust you. 
And I know that you have trusted me in the past and I've trusted you in the past. So as of right now, I will do the biddings that my old self would have. We thank you, Cypher. You may leave. <laughs> All right. And I just, just stand up from the chair. I'm like, is the rubble? It's gone now. It's gone. And there's yeah. just two steel doors there now. Uh, before I leave, what's up with the the masks? They, well, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> I'm just like, I stand up. By the way. Uh, they simply help us live throughout the town without people assuming who we may be. It loves, lets us interact with all of you on a personal basis without being judged by one another. Rorick, is that you? <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, I guess this is goodbye. Uh, I'll come back. I'll probably have some more questions prep because uh, this really threw me off. I didn't expect to wake up here. We will see you soon. Sir. Walk out. Okay. You see them all just staring still uh, as you make your way to the large doors. Uh, you swing them open and boom. Uh, I'm going to go to the bar. No, well, that's where we're cutting it right now. And I go to sleep. No. I can't go to sleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Cypress. Yes. After just having your meeting with the faces, you pull open the large steel doors leading you back out to this underground city once again, and you see a tiefling standing in front of you. Uh, would you like to describe yourself for us, kind of what your character looks like? So, um, my character, Hibiki, um, I decided, um, for the heck of it, to uh, model a character off of the main character of the show that my show is doing, Comrade Hibiki. So, uh, that is... Um, this tiefling has a lot of purple and red, like, coloration in his skin, tall, like, mid-30s, um, has, like, two silver horns that kind of start more towards the back of the head and loop up, almost like a bangle. Okay. Has some bright eyes and is, like, not heavily armored, like, almost, like, um, looks more like um, his skin is a little fractally, though, like, it might be, like, craggy in a way, but not heavily armored and, like, wearing, like, a leather shirt and, like, jacket kind of situation. All right. So that's what you see in front of you, Cypress. I walk out, I'm like, hey, you, uh, you must be Zeriel. <laughs> Do I look like a font? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, those people in there that I just met, the faces, they told me that you were, uh, your, your name was Zeriel. Uh, what's the passcode? Zeriel? <laughs> All right, and then I think that Hibiki is going to uh, stick out his hand, what appears to be like an invitation for a secret handshake. Okay, I'll, I just think that it's a standard handshake, and I'll just extend my hand. All right. And I'm, I'll I'll, take I'll, I'm gonna try to yeah. improv uh, like what you're doing to see if I I can fucking pull it off as smoothly as what you're doing. Okay, I put my hand out and shake your hand. Then I take my hand back, touch my horn. I slick back, bring my it hair. back. <laughs> I do like a chaka. I start to drum. <laughs> turn around and and like slap hand again. All right, I'm gonna. Can I roll for that to see how well I can try to mimic this shit that I've never seen before? <laughs> roll for performance, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Uh, a twelve. Twelve. Okay. I mean, you're doing your best keeping up with a handshake that you've never seen before, but I mean, you think you're doing it pretty well. Yeah, you're yeah. a step behind on everything, but you're keeping up. So I guess then Hibiki would say, "Oh, so uh, would you make that up? Oh, we just we just made that up." You were just fucking with me? Maybe. What's my name? <laughs> okay, I see. Well, that's interesting. Um, I'm Cypress. I think we may know each other. Possibly. Possibly. Well, you're gonna you're giving me the runaround. <laughs> and then one more time, I stick out my hand. This time, more static, and just say Hibiki. Nice to formally meet you, Hibiki. 
if we have not met before. And I don't respond to that besides like a smirk and <laughs> okay, and the turning around. <laughs> you guys find yourselves in this uh, dense cave city, standing outside the large uh, doors to the Faces Hall. So, Hibiki, I was given a quest by the Faces to collect some debt from a man. Hmm. I think you're the one that's going to guide me to this guy and kind of give me pointers on how to handle the situation. <sighs> well, I guess I'm well-trained, so yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> Thank you. All righty. Start walking. You just start walking? <laughs> yeah. All right. You following behind Cypress? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a kid. Like, this guy is just <laughs> like, like, come on, man. And I'm like, oh, I just don't know what I'm doing. All right. So you guys make your way down through this uh, deep cave city. You kind of wind through some of the buildings as you find yourself at that large uh, crankshaft elevator that pulls you up the 100, 100 or so feet. Might have been 200. I don't have my notes right in front of me. Uh, and it cranks and winds as you find yourself atop the top platform leading down that small little cave entrance once again back out to the front. Uh, as you exit out of the tunnel and you see this dense forest in front of you and the large mountain looming over your back, uh, just through the edge of the tree line you can see a large lake kind of breaking and shimmering. It's about midday at this point and it's a pretty nice day at that as well. Hey, uh, should I just call you Hibiki? Do you want to be called Mr. Hibiki? Like formalities here? or uh, No formalities. It's fine. Okay. How how far is this place? I mean, I know a guy that's a little farther down that has my horses and my carriage. Hmm. But you know, it's about an hour or two walk. It's not very far. Hmm. I guess what I would say is, um, I would take out a dice and say, um, so odds or evens? Uh, odds. All right, and I roll a dice. That's a six. Evens. No horse. A <laughs> no horse. A, how far a, is this like walk? journey of a thousand miles? It starts with a single step. All right, so you do know the way there, Hibiki. Mr. Hibiki, I mean Hibiki, how far is this walk? Uh, it is uh, one step in front, and then one other step in front, and then we'll be there probably within uh, a couple hours, a couple days, Mm-mm. before we die. <laughs> before, I don't know. <laughs> and then I'll take out, um, from my back, there's like a like two what appear to be clubs or drums, just kind of like drum on my leg as we're walking, just whistling. All right. <laughs> you walking beside him, or are you following kind of behind Cypress? What are you? Doing? I'll, I'll walk behind him. You walk behind him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He feels like he's like he's a drummer. Yeah. And he's just like leading the path. I'm like, all right, we're in a <laughs> we're a troop. Uh, so through a bit of travel, go ahead and roll nature checks for me. I got seventeen. Okay. Fifteen. So as you guys are making your way, um, you're kind of noticing what seemed like uh, it's it's a pretty dense forest. I should say, you've been through here once, Cypress. Uh, it's pretty dense. It's right packed in here by the edge of this lake, and it goes pretty steep in spots, but easily enough, you guys can kind of guide your way through with Hibiki in the lead, kind of pointing out special little, like, roots and slips and shit like that to watch out for. But easily enough, you guys can make your way out of this little forest. You find yourselves on a trail that leads down to the bottom of the lake, uh, and the trail slides around to the east and the west of the lake, and you see Hibiki leading you off the west side of it heading down just kind of marching in front of you for quite a ways you're not really noticing any buildings off in the distance it's a pretty desolate just full of nature at this point no no man-made buildings set up around here other than the trail itself but after uh well you guys have some time would you like to talk at all what, during your travels or no i'm probably singing i think and like in a nonsensical way a little bit <laughs> okay like how many dolphins in the grass that kind of thing. 
Uh, zero. Uh, <laughs> do we know each other? <laughs> Somewhat, though less than before. At least on your end. Right. Yeah. I. I. My memory was erased, and so I don't really know who I am or what my goal is in life. I'm just trying to get my shit back on track. Hmm. That's a little paradoxical, don't you think? Hey, it's just the way I live my life. Well, it's still your life. You still have priorities. Then did you really forget who you are? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so did we grow up together? <laughs> <sighs> you could say that. I could say that. It doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> well, what do you feel? If you don't know who you are and like you don't know what you mean, what do you think when you speak? You know, usually when I speak, I don't think. It's just uh, kind of improv, if you will. <laughs> he claps your shoulder and says, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but about that dolphin thing, I think there's no dolphins in the grass. <laughs> hmm. Strange place. Strange guy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so as your conversation continues on for a little ways, uh, I want to try to like mumble the words that he's singing. Like, you, I, like that I know it. Try and keep up. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> how many dolphins in the grass? <laughs> Okay. Do you want to roll for that? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. You seem like you want to roll some dice. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Ooh. Dirty 20. No. Performance. 17. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're keeping... It's it's a lot of confusion coming out of her, his mouth, so it's it's a little bit of trying to keep up, trying to guess what he's going to be saying, and you're doing all right. Oh, my God. A biggie. A biggie. Sorry. I've already had a bit to drink after waiting. You're hearing him behind you, and it's a bit its a bit more nonsensical than what you're even singing. Uh, it just sounds like a mess from behind, but you can pick up that he's trying to keep up with you the best that he can. Uh, as you guys continue on for another hour or so, you find yourself at a trailhead. You know, Hibiki, that this is down where your contract leads you. <laughs> You've been here before. It leads down a dense trail as the trees. This is a fairly just neutral forest. But as you walk down this little path, vines begin to engulf most of the trees. The foliage around the bottoms of the tree, like the forest bed, grows thicker and denser as it just kind of closes in on this one path and leads you down the trail quite a ways. You find yourself about 100 feet out now as you see a cabin. Uh, it's primarily made of wood, but it's covered in thick vines and leaves growing all over the place. And it's it almost looks like a bush itself, but you can see wood structure beneath it. And there's a few uh, lights glowing from inside of some of the windows that do peek out through some of these vines. Is that the place right there in the that's trying to hide in the bushes, but it's got its lights on? Hmm. Yes. A little odd. I think that guy is the one. He owes us money, right? Oh, um, let's go see about what he owes. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go straight ahead or yeah, catch think, by surprise? I think they told me that I'm supposed to take lead on this and like you're overwatching what I'm doing, so... Mm-hmm. You know, I'll 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 step in front and I'll 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 handle this. Okay, not behind you. And I strut with confidence, like, okay, I got this. <laughs> okay, a little nervous though. I don't know how the fucking Red Hook gang handles fucking people owing them money. So, <laughs> all right. And where are you approaching on the house? The front door. Just going to the front door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you make your way up closer to the house, uh, you do find a front door that seems to be covered in. Uh, more. It almost seems to be made of vines itself, in a way. But there is some wood underneath it. Uh, is there any sticks on the ground? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's sticks. Okay. You're in a forest, yeah. I, I don't like putting my hands on vines that I don't know if they're going to encompass my hand or not. So I'm going to pick up a stick and knock the knock on the door with a stick. Okay. 
after a few knocks from inside of the house, you hear a bit of clanging and crashing and shit like that, and somebody dropping some things. He says, excuse me, one minute, one minute, please, give me one second, one second, please. Uh, and after a bit more pots and pans kind of drop to the ground, uh, you see a dwarf open up the door, and his eyes kind of go wide as he's staring past you, Cypress, and down to his Vicky. Yo. He says, uh, look, look, I, I told you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Okay, I, sh I should have your payment any time now. Oh, so you already know why we're here? I know why he's here. I don't know who you are. Well, neither do I. But my name's Cypress, and yours is. I am Hugsby. Nice to meet you, Hugsby. And yes. I, uh, reach out to shake his hand. Uh, he kind of timidly goes up as he's still just staring back at Hibiki. May we come in? Uh, I, I suppose so. Yes. Uh, and he kind of leads you into a house. It's one large layout. There's no necessarily bedroom or anything, but you do see a small bed in one corner. It's kind of made of some uh, large logs and leaves laid down for the mattress and whatnot. And then in the other end of the room, you see a kind of kitchen and cauldron set up. And in the center of the room, you see a large fire pit kind of built out. How how far, like how wide is how this? How wide? Room? Yeah. Uh, it's about 30 feet wide and 30 feet deep, so it's just a nice little square. Okay, so if I sit on the bed, it might be a little too far from him? Uh, you'd be, I mean, 25, 30 feet away. Yeah, that'd be a little awkward. Um, so I'll, I'll go up to the kitchen where where I assume he's at. Uh, yeah, he kind of just led you in. And, uh, can can I get either of you some tea? Uh, yeah, tea would be nice. I wouldn't, um, what's a nice low energy, something like that? Not too much, oomph, you know? I've got some great uh, dandelion. It, it's it's fresh. It's it's got a nice little earthy taste. Mm -hmm. it reminds you of the sun. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he kind of like he's nodding awkwardly at you. Uh, <laughs> Ugby, what, what about you? Yes. You, you seem a little scared. You seem a little timid. Yes. Why is that? Uh. Well. Uh. First off, would you like tea as well? No. 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 You're I, okay. I'm. I'm. I'm fine. Okay. Uh. <laughs> no. Take some of... tea. Don't be impolite. Like. Well. <laughs> to have some tea so he knows that we're here for just a nice relaxing visit and he's just a little forgetful hugs be like i'll make sure that like he knows exactly what's going on and like a nice this is a nice low energy nothing hands are washed all right just like a, please have two <laughs> cups of get two cups of like dandelion tea hugs me i'm i'm on it sir yes uh, and you see him kind of run over to the kitchen as he begins kind of prepping a pot and pulling some flowers out of different jars and throwing some stuff into them. And he's kind of, he's he's working a little quick. Yeah. Hugsby, calm down. It's all right. We're here. <laughs> can just... I go over? <laughs> huh? yeah. Can I go over to Cyprus and um, like touch his shoulder and whisper something? Yeah. All right. Uh, no survivors. <laughs> I look at him shocked. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean no survivors? Like, Besides me and you. This man just owes us money. We don't have to fucking kill him. We, he, we're never going to get our money that way. No survivors. I is don't I don't like it either. It, However. You're the one that said it. <laughs> how about this? I'm going to leave that in the air and you do what you need to do. Okay, Mr. Hibiki. <laughs> I'm now a little scared of Hibiki. <laughs> so, uh, as he's kind of whispering that to you, you see... Hugsby coming back, he says, uh, well, luckily I already had some warm water on, so uh, here you go, as he hands out two cups to the, each of you. And it's a nice little, uh, it's a lighter tent tea, and it smells actually pretty fresh. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll put it up to my lips, but not drink it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Mr. Hugsby, um, yes. I'm assuming that you do have your payment, correct? I, I, I've, got, I've got a little bit. 
I can't pay all of it, though. I know you've given me some time, and I'm, I've been working on it, you see, but but not many people are, are they're not coming by lately. Nobody's buying my goods, nobody's buying my flowers, uh, but but I'm really trying. Hugsby. I've got, I've got about a quarter of it. Hugsby, how much of the payment do you have? I've got a quarter. A quarter of the payment. Yes. I have about Cyprus. <laughs> I would like to just ask Cyprus uh, to please do any accounting that you need. I'm just here to observe. How much, is, how much is a quarter there, Hugsby? Says, well, I have, I have 25 gold currently. So yes. you owe 100 gold to the Red Hook gang. Yes. And what favor did we partake on your behalf? Well, you, uh, you helped me with a uh, competitor in business, I suppose, and I, I thought it would have helped, but it seemed to have scared off some of the people from trusting herbalists in the area more than anything. And How did we take care of this competitor? Well, I'm not positive, but I know he is no longer in business, nor alive, and I think I can thank your friend for that. I look at Hibiki, and I whisper to him, like, how did we take care of that? Uh, <laughs> well, sure wasn't dandelions and gold. Did we break his hands? Did we fucking kill the guy? If uh, there is no branch of the arcane that needs their hands less than a druid, be smart. We took his... <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> his hands would have been a quarter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The face is... Like, this is internal. <laughs> the faces have asked me to help them, but now they're just killing people f- for just money. I I don't like that. So uh, that's internal? Yeah, that's internal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kip, or Hibiki, <laughs> let's see what we can do about this situation. <laughs> that was in character? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hibiki says... All right. What do you plan to do? You're taking lead here. Mr. Hugsby, we've given you plenty of time to get the money. What's holding you back? Obviously, you're not reaching out to the people that need your product because no one's coming to you. Obviously, you got to go to the people. Uh, yes, but uh, you see, I my garden's here, and I have to tend to my garden. And, uh, well, I've got to watch after my garden. And once, once I'm not here, then people can or things can come steal from my garden. So if I'm not here and I'm in town selling my goods then my garden can be ruined, and then I have no goods to sell. So I, I've requested that people come to me, and they have for quite some time. Uh, and then this new this new man came into town, and he set up his shop. And then once his shop started going, more people showed up at his. And then, well, that's where you guys came in, and you helped me with that. But now, for some reason, I still am not getting the business that I think I should have. Yeah, because that guy's in town. He was in town. He's right there. He's convenient. And then you just scared away everybody that wants to buy their shit by making him disappear. Uh, well, possibly. Yes, <laughs> but I have had an uptick. I've made 25 gold in the last month compared to the 10 that I was making before. And I thought business would have picked up a bit more, but I'm not sure if people just aren't. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, quite honest. That's that's why I'm having some issues. And, and your good friend over here, uh, well, he, he helped me with it in the beginning. And uh, 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 well, uh, I, I, I trust that maybe you guys could help me once again. Look, Hugsby, we're not here to help. We're here to collect gold. You don't have the gold. I may be able to help you out. I need some items. I may be a customer. I can get you maybe halfway to your mark. But this isn't charity. This is me buying the products that I need. Do do you have the 75 gold? No, I can get you halfway there, I said. Well, what the fuck do I do then? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to kill us, man. Just look, give give me one moment. And he runs back to his corner and he grabs out 25 gold and you see him bring out a few potions as well. A little box. He's got a nice little... A little, uh, probably about 12 to 14 inches long, 
seven or eight inches wide and then sits a five or six inches tall and he kind of pops it open he says there's there's quite a few potions in here you could you could use this uh as well as some of the gold and he kind of looks over at Hibiki. <laughs> mr hugsby odds or evens uh e- evens Hibiki takes his dice and chucks them behind him and just says we'll check that later he just kind of like stares at Stares past you, Cypress, to Hibiki. <laughs> but Cypress? kind of shaking his hands a little. Please take the lead. All right, Mr. Hugsby. It looks like we've given you plenty of time, and you're running out of time. The Red Hook gang may need your services. We will cut you a deal if you provide the Red Hook gang with the next six months of potion and supplies, your debt will be paid. Uh, roll a... Persuasion check. 13. I will roll my luck feet. <laughs> okay. 15. 15? Okay. Uh, he just kind of looks at you as he says, uh, I've, I've never heard of, uh, of of you guys being so so generous before. Uh, I mean, I, it, it, it's going to be a lot of work. Uh, how, ma- how many potions do you believe you might be needing? Well, there's a couple troops. We're going to need a lot. Well, I'm, I'm, I've, I don't have a large farm. I've got a decent farm. I, c- I could do my best to keep up, but then, uh, then I can't make any gold. You're paying us off by giving us potions. I suppose so, but I still need to eat. You might need to I expand think, your farm to some livestock. I think that Hippicky stands up at this point and uh, walks behind Hugsby to the tea kettle. Okay. And then I think he turns around so that only Cypress can see him and just makes the universal symbol of Slitter's throat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. What do I do? This puts me in a fucking predicament. I understand anchor. <laughs> Shit. I, I can't kill a guy. But he he off, he wanted to kill the other guy. He made us kill the other guy. Fuck. That's, that's not me. That was somebody else. <laughs> so, <laughs> what would you like to do, Cypress? Does he see Hibiki now behind him? Look, Mr. Hugsby, <laughs> we don't want your excuses. We need the fucking gold. We need the money. This is how you're going to pay your debts. No excuses. If you want your life, then you got to fucking make good on your debt I've, I've done my best look here's here's the gold i have as he throws it out onto a onto the floor in front of you and a bit of gold kind of scatters out of a little sack and he kind of like steps back for a moment he says look look i really i just don't like getting angry either and i'd rather not get into this and i've done my best and i've paid what i can but i'd rather not we don't have to do anything we could just we could call it here or or i could get you some potions like you said cypress could you check you. the dice really quick Okay, I'll look back at the dice. Okay. I'd like to snap Hugsby's neck. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and hit me with a strike check. It's going to be a pretty easy one, but I'm just curious. 22. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no! <laughs> so Cypress says you kind of peer behind where Hugsby, like up against the wall where Hugsby is kind of watching you as well as you turn around for a second. You hear the crack of a neck turn as you flip back quickly. You see the small man drop to the floor as Hickaby stands over him. What's the odds or evens? <laughs> I look at the dice. It was evens. <laughs> well, now we're even. What are the uh, odds? Yo, not gonna man. lie to you, Cypress. That was gonna be my line no matter what it was. It's a good line. I've used it a lot. <sighs> I don't know, man. I feel like we didn't need to kill a guy. We didn't. You, but you did. did. I didn't, I didn't kill him. I turned around to pick up a dice, and then I turned around, and he's fucking dead on the floor with a broken neck. All right, Cypress, 
We need to come up with the rest of the gold. We do. Well, you. I ain't working off the fucking debt that this man owed. This was his problem, and obviously now you've killed him, so he can't pay his debt. Well, you took it on. You were on lead on this job. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't kill him. I was on lead, and you killed him. So now you owe him because you're the one that killed him. I'm going to help. What do you suggest? I say, just like old times, we go get all bloodied up, just taking out as many bounties as we can, like take a couple guys out. And then old we times, just... old times, you'd even tell me who you were before. We don't, you'd even tell me that we knew each other. I don't even know if my past me knew you. And apparently if the Red Hook gang is fucking killing innocent people, my God, what's happening? <laughs> I'm just saying, we gotta do what we gotta do. And then I cast Fireball. Okay, so if you stepped up to Hib, or up to uh, Hugsby at that point, you would have been pretty damn close to Cypress. You probably would have been within 10 feet of him. Yeah, so I'm probably on the outside, or I'm, like, just outside the radius. I'm throwing, like, in my mind, I'm throwing it in the next room, so he's within 20 feet, but I'm just out of it if I'm, like, Well, it is just one it. large room. It's not, like, okay. he built just a large square house, and it was all an open floor plan, per se. Okay. And Hugsby was about 10 feet from Cypress. So I have fire resistance, which is why that guy, like, okay. that risk, too. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, then. Okay, uh, so he makes a deck save. Um, yes, but I'm going to use my, um, metamagic option, um, Titan spell. Titan spell. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I have disadvantage. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Damn. Okay. That's smart. I can't argue it. I can be angry at it. <laughs> and that's a 15 DC. Okay. okay. For dexterity save. Yep. <laughs> Yes! Yes! <laughs> Double 19s! Double 19s! <laughs> okay, so you take half? Yes. Okay, and then, uh, so you roll a dex as well. 21. Okay, so you take half and then take half of that as well for your resistance. So I, um, have the feet of, um, elemental adept, which means my ones for damage are, like, treated as two. Okay. That is, that is a 29. So you stand within this house, Cypress says, just a large flame explodes into the area. It blinds you for a moment as bits and pieces of this room now begin to light fire. As I was saying, it was mostly wood in here. So you see the bed is engulfed. Different walls are beginning to catch and the house itself is beginning to light as well. So it's it's taken over the room with large amounts of smoke bellowing out where it can throughout cracks and whatnot. What would you like to do? For initiative, I rolled a dirty 20. Okay. I rolled a four, which is a nat one plus three. Okay, so you'll be going next there. <laughs> yeah, I will run up to Hibiki. Yeah, and I will get up right on him, and I'm gonna fucking thunderstep back to I, where you previously were standing. Ninety feet, as far as as so far you're as I can try go. And go out. Do you have to see where you're thunderstepping? Yeah, to? I have to see with a location. Okay, so there are windows kind of around this building, so you could peer out through windows. You run up to him. Sure. Okay, uh, so does he roll a dex save? Yeah, but I'll also use hide and spell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'll add that real quick. So he's got disadvantage on constitution saving throw. Okay. I got a 14 and 11. 16. Oof. 12. As you see Cypress now, that smoldering flames explode. The smoke kind of settles for a minute, and in that second you see Cypress now sprinting towards you, and as he does so... He just gets within the face of you as he, boom, explodes. A loud 
eruption within this room just echoes around you as lightning kind of sh shatters around you. Uh, and Cypress is no longer in front of you as you take a bit of damage and it stuns you for a second. You feel yourself kind of convulsing with the electricity sparking in between your fingers and you find yourself alone within this room there, Hibiki. Is there anything you have that can necessarily catch you up to that or no? Just curious. Um, I have Absorb Element and Haste. Okay. Trying to think what would help there. I mean, he's now, what, that was probably 10 feet to you, but that sends you 90 feet? I went 5 feet right in front of him. Okay. And then teleported 90 feet as far as I could. If there's a window, uh, I could see yeah, through. Yeah, you could. There were there were windows that you can peer through to at least get a visual on to go outside of. So I'm more curious, is there anything, Hibiki, that you could necessarily do to catch him? Yeah, I'll use haste and then dash would get me to 120 feet. Okay. So right up on me. Yeah. So as this erupts, you begin running out of the room. Uh, and then that's your turn, right? Yeah, so to, I spend another spell up. slot. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I get haste, so that's my AC increases by two, okay. um, and my speed is doubled, have advantage on dexterity saving throws, and gain an additional action each turn, so I get another action besides my dash, so I can attack too. Okay. Uh, how much does the haste get you? It gets you 60 feet then? Yeah, so I dash, and I got like another action from haste, so I got to move 120, so I'm like right on him. Okay, yeah, so yeah, within moving out of the house and then getting out and into the forest and kind of looping around the house and back over, yeah, I'd say you're probably about 20, 30 feet behind him at this point now. We'll say 20 feet. Roll a uh, roll a investigation check as you're kind of as you're getting out of the house, you're gonna have to spot him through these trees and whatnot. It's that dense viney forest with the large bushes and whatnot, so you're gonna have to kind of be able to catch an eye on him to make sure you see where he's at. I was like dashing with 20 feet. Uh, slash R. You know the general direction, but it's more placing exactly. I got a six. You know, as you're, you know that he went out towards the, uh, what would that be? That would be to the west of the house, is where he busted out through. But you don't know exactly. You just know he's out here in the forest. You know that you've got to be close by because you've moved pretty quick getting up to him, but you're having troubles kind of spotting him at this point in time. Okay. Uh, is there going to be anything else or is that? Pretty much your turn there between the haste and the dash and everything. I still have an action, so I guess for the hell of it, I'm just going to um, cast Minor Illusion. And that can be audible, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Uh -huh. it, 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 it's audible. I'm going to make the sound of um, Hugsby screaming for his life. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Where would you like to put that? Just out there in the forest in front of you or kind of back at the hut? More back at the hut. Okay. So Cypress, as you've thundered out there, uh, you can hear some rustling of trees and whatnot behind you, and then back at the camp, you begin to hear uh, just, oh my god, somebody help me, as he's just screaming out and just, please, God. Okay. I feel like either you can have me roll for this or not, but I feel like I saw him snap his neck. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I know he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you roll a, I'm just, we're going to roll with some rolls uh, here. Uh, could we, yeah, could you roll a performance, even though I know it's not necessarily tied to the spell, more to just see whether or sure. not Cypress believes it, and then Cypress roll a insight. You can either roll perception or deception, or not perception, performance or deception, that's up to you, Hickaby. Ooh, that was a nat one, so never mind there. Oof. Plus four. Okay. It's more for clearance on his right. end. I'll yeah, it's a five. Roll. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, yeah, he he kind of recognizes that, so it's it it's definitely disturbing to hear, but you, you it's not making you run back necessarily, but it's disturbing to hear that voice once again. 
then I guess I'll say something to mock him then. Okay. And I'll be like, I remember how when we used to mimic the sounds of dying animals as we ate <laughs> their pack. That was a terrible person. <laughs> uh, so, Cypress, what would you like to do? Can I see Hibiki? Go ahead and roll a investigation. Hibiki, please roll a stealth. It's more just to see whether or not you guys can see each other through the dense forest. It's not necessarily you're you're hiding, you're peeking, and shit like that. It's just to see. It's a really dense forest. Um, so. um, investigation. Yeah, investigation, and then stealth for Hibiki. I got a thirteen. Got a nine. Uh, yeah, you're having a bit of troubles. I mean, like I said, this forest is covered in vines and thick bush, and the trees stand close to mm. it. It's very fertile forest here. <laughs> fertile. That sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, I remember gonna... Cyprus when we were fertile in the thick bush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to stay where I'm at, not move. Are you just going to hide? I'm hiding wherever I'm hiding and just stay there. Are you looking for like a bush to hide in or anything in particular? I'm not moving. Wherever I'm at. You're just going to stand still? If I'm by, by a tree, I'll hide behind a tree. If I'm by a bush, I'll I hide. mean, there's trees, there's bushes, there's all sorts of shit. What would, is there anything in particular that it, you would Well, like? what's closer to me? I'll hide in the closest thing that's to me. I'm not going to like try to jog in between different trees. Uh, so there are trees laid out every, they're within five feet of each other. Right. And within those trees, there are large bushes, most of them knee-high, but some of them span up about six or seven feet. Right. So, so what I'm trying to do is not, like, cross his path. So as if there's a tree or a bush right okay. next to me within, like, two feet, because you said every five feet, yeah. it, there's a tree. I'll Roll a stealth check. A real one this time yeah, for okay. actual stealth. <laughs> that isn't that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then that's your turn? I mean, it didn't yeah. sound like you were going to cast anything. Yeah, but it's because I was running. I wasn't really, I was trying to hide, but if I can't yeah. hide, because I obviously, I knew I fucked up bad, right? I mean, it's more so you run, and as you're, like, running behind this tree, you finally catch a glance at him as you, like, snap right on top of a twig. Can I, I'm going to turn myself invisible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, he's going to know your general area, but you can cast right. invisibility on okay. yourself. <laughs> Touch. <laughs> Touch myself. <laughs> okay. Why, Hickbicky? Why? <laughs> are you yelling that out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I know exactly where you are then. <laughs> so we well, already did, stuff. apparently. Yeah. yeah. So Hickbicky, you know his general area. You know where he was. You didn't quite see him necessarily, but you heard exactly where, and like easily enough through your skills and training throughout the years, you know where to place him at. But you do not have eyes on him necessarily. Don't forget, I'm well twained. Trained, not twained. That's not right. I'm well twained. <laughs> and you hear yeah. him shouting out towards you from deeper in the forest. So he's close enough that I can get up there like like a normal move to where he's roughly is. Right. Yeah, you were twenty feet. Yeah, behind. Me. Yeah, you could get up to about where he was. Yeah. All right. So I guess I should come up and just. I have a dual wielding, so I'm gonna try and just do a dual wield attack. Okay. To where he is, so I'm gonna move there and then attack him. So you will be at disadvantage because he's invisible. If I hit him, will I not be disadvantaged anymore the next hit? Yeah, I have, if, I have to roll a constitution saving throw to not to hold on to it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I like have two dual weapon attacks. I'm just going to make the first of the first attacks then. Perfect. Which is with my yeah. scimitars. Okay. I got a 13 and 16. My AC is 11. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's on the first attack. So I hit. Yeah. All right. Ah, uh, shit. What's. <laughs> That's five slash damage. Okay. So I took five, so it'd be 10. Okay. I rolled a 16. Okay, so you hold on to it. I hold on to it. Okay. So I'm going to do my second attack of the first 
volley, which is also the same. Okay. Slash. That's the 17 and. Is it still at disadvantage? A 23. Yeah, it is. But 17's good. And that is 7 damage. You see Hibiki sprint through the forest as he kind of knew your general location. He, You hear the two swords be drawn from his back as all of a sudden one is swung towards you. And you feel it kind of collide into your shoulder as you manage to just slide out of the way. It just grips into you and collides into a tree. Dealing a bit of damage on that cut, the next swing comes up wildly in the same general direction as that one managed just to catch you in your leg. And you feel a bit of like blood be drawn instantly. Hibiki, you can see the blood on both of your scimitars. And as you kind of catch a glance behind yourself, you guys see the hut is now being like engulfed in flames at this point. And it's beginning to catch the foliage and some of these bushes around the building on fire as well as it is like full-on engulfed now at this point it is no longer a small fire <laughs> and is there a role there for concentration again or uh oh there is for him thank you <laughs> i'm the teacher's yes. pet that's what i'm doing this guy's too good <laughs> this guy's too good <laughs> hey like sometimes one shot is all it takes to kill someone okay uh <laughs> you got me I'm visible. He's, so on that second strike, as it goes through and you see the blood on your scimitar, you see Cypress form back in to his person as the skin becomes visible once again, and he stands okay. just a few feet in front of you. So because of haste, I get a second dual weapon attack. Okay. Uh, so first, I am going to uh, attack again with my scimitar, um, and I'm going to apply Branding Smite, which is on the next weapon hit, you do... Uh, Plus 2d6 radiant damage. Invisible target becomes visible, and target cannot become invisible again for spell's duration. Okay. And cast a like dim light, so that would be like some selfish probably. That's a 15. Okay, that's a hit. 13. 7 slashing damage, and then 6 radiant damage, and okay. you're now glowing. And I'm now and you... dead. So, you see Cypress as you swing through this last time, it cuts into his chest as you see him stammer backwards for a moment and drop to the ground. And that's where we're going to go ahead and call today's session of One Shot Dungeons. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you so much, Kip, for playing a ruthless killer. <laughs> <laughs> Why a <Yeah>. biggie? <laughs> you caught him off guard. That was a good one. Everybody go check out his podcast. <laughs> yeah, Common Rider for me is a lot of fun. We have like a new series uh, just coming out to like, have like, a like, more book club vibe on like, Common Rider, Kibiki, uh, who is not as ruthless, much more of a cool dude <laughs> uh, i can't support that uh, <laughs> yeah sometimes a job's a job hell yeah yeah thank you uh and everybody check that shit out you can find it on our socials we'll have it on our website as well uh links to everything and tune in next week what happens to cyprus is he dead is it a new campaign starting who knows any last words jacob no no <laughs> and then like thank you guys so much for having me on yeah <laughs> thanks for killing me buddy <laughs> anytime oh my god all right we'll see where this yeah. ends no that was great thank you though really i've been smiling this whole time it was fantastic all right everybody have a kick-ass day